You know, Jesus said, I prepare a mansion for you, but he never said you're going to sleep in it. He never said you're going to be in it, did he? He says, I go and prepare a place for you. I go prepare a mansion, but he never said you're going to stay in it. He never said you're going to dwell in it. He never said you're going to, do, you're going to sleep in it. You never, he never said that. He just says, I'm just going to go prepare a mansion for you. Nowhere did it say you're going to enjoy it. Show me where he says it. Oh, that, yeah, you know, you know. Why would he do it? Because that's just God. God's good. God, God's an extravagant God. He's got no problem. He doesn't have a problem with silver and gold. Man does, and so does the body of Christ. God doesn't have a problem with the silver and gold. Man does, and so does the body of Christ. I said, what I, when I hear these old so-called Christians talk about prosperity, I said, you know what? You know nothing about prosperity because you ain't going to heaven then because you don't, you, can't, you don't understand prosperity. And if you've got a problem with prosperity on this earth, you're going to have a problem with prosperity in heaven because you ain't going to handle the you ain't going to handle you By you just going to the pearly gates, you're going to complain. And these little pearly gates ain't this size of that. These pearly gates are huge. You're going to have a problem with all the jewels. And then once the gates open, you're going to have a problem with the, with the, with the, with the, the road of gold that is so shiny, it's, it's like glass. I mean, it's, I mean, it's perfectly buffed. I mean, telling you, you're talking about, there's somebody up there in heaven, all their job is this, is keep that clean and shiny. That's the God we serve. And everything that's in this word, everything that God promises us, everything that God says in his words is ours. If you want it. If you want it right now, you can have it. You don't have to wait till you get to heaven. If you believe that God is God, and you live your life holy, righteous, and sanctified before him. In other words, you do what he tells you to do. You are going to be blessed in your deeds. You're going to be blessed in your coming in. You're going to be blessed in your coming out. And yes, God is going to give you some money. God is going to give you the very best. And there's nothing wrong with having money. I'm so sick and tired of these people, these so-called Christians saying, oh, you, you know, money. Man, I mean, they've been shut up. You know, you know deep down inside you want it. I'm just going to tell you right now, I do want it. Because I know what it's for. It's a tool. Money's a tool. Money's to establish the kingdom of God. Money's not established, not there to establish me. That's where, that's where, that's where they see it at. They see, they see people misuse it. See, do you realize an, an, an unbeliever can still receive this word if they put it to practice? You don't have to be saved. To get to, why? Because his word is above his name. I say, what, what's that guru out there that people go and they walk on coals with them and all that? And he, Tony, is that his name, Tony Roberts? If people go, uh, bro, Robinson? Robinson? Yeah, that's it. Anyway. You know, I listened to him. I've listened a couple of times to him talk. And what does he do? He has taken scripture and put it in his own lingo. Why? Because it's a truth. And they capitalize on it. Why? Because
because they realize it's truth. And his word is above his name. If we just do what he tells us to do, if we're just a doer, say, I'm a doer. I'm a doer. Look at your neighbor and say, are you a doer? Do you do what God tells you to do? Did you do what God told you to do today? Did you say what he told you to say? Did you go where he told you to go? That's a big statement. To go where he tells us to go, to do what he tells us to do, to say what he tells us to say, even though it may not be liked. See, that's a doer. He's going to go where they tell you to go, where he tells them to go. They're going to say what he tells them to say, and they're going to do what he tells you to do. Even if they don't like it and they don't accept it, they still go, that's a doer. And if you are that type of person, God's going to bless you. God is going to bless you. And we started this last week. We started, and we're going to continue this today and tomorrow about doing what God tells us to do. God does not want your two cents. Shut up and march. You've been given your marching orders, and that is to engage people. Do you realize our angels do what we tell them to do? They don't sit there and say, well, I don't know. Why should I do what you tell me to do? Because you don't do what God tells you to do. But you want me to do what you want me to do? You don't, you know, no, no, no. An angel don't argue. An angel does exactly what he's told to do. And we just told our angels to go forth. Why? Because we have charge over them. Because of God. We all ask God. How many did you ask, ask God for something today? Come on. And you know what? God is faithful and just to do exactly what we ask him to do. Why? Because that is who he is. His word is above his name. And we'll get to again that tomorrow. But in the book of James, in the book of James, a very practical book. The book of James is very practical. We have a very practical command, and this is out of the NIV. And it says, do not merely listen to the word, and so deceive yourself. In other words, do what it says. Do not merely listen to the word. In other words, don't just listen. When you read this word and you read it out, see, when I read it, I read it out loud. Because I want to hear what I'm saying. But don't, do not merely listen to what you're saying to yourself. Because if all you do is listen, you'll deceive yourself. But do what it says. Do what it says. In other words, when you read this word, this is in the book of James, chapter 1. But this is out of the New NIV. And when you, all you do is just listen to it and you don't do anything, all you're doing is deceiving yourself. You need to do what it says. And the book of James, is, it's a very practical book. And if we listen to what James is saying, we're going to be blessed for it. You're going to come out ahead and not behind. You're going to come out on top if you do what you're told to do. Now, I know that's easier said than done because how many times we've read this word and God specifically out, I mean, not, I mean, you know, it's a, most of our Bible's in black lettering, but when you get to the New Testament, we see Jesus talking and it's in bold red letters, but how many of us still don't do it? 
us in here are guilty of it. Every, counting myself. And when we fall short in not doing what God tells us to do in the Word of God and not doing what tell, Jesus tells us to do, we are not going to be blessed. And if you're not blessed, what are you? I don't know about you, but that man went to a cross and defeated every curse that is known unto the devil. Why do we want to be cursed? Because if you're not blessed, you're cursed. How does, how, does the, how does God bless you? He blesses you three ways. Spiritually, physically, financially. How does the devil curse you? Spiritually, physically, financially. He comes to steal, kill, and destroy. And, he's, and who does he steal, kill, and destroy? He does that to the church. Why? Because he already owns the world. He already, the, the, the non-believer is already subject to him. He's not going after the non-believer. He's going after the church. Because if he can go after the church, he can keep non-believers bound. But if we rise up and do what God tells us to do, and that means to engage under the spirit of evangelism, we're going to shut hell down. But we, we can decree all we want till we put it to action. And James is telling us here, hey, do what it says. Do what this word says. Put it to practice. Put it to practice. Well, Pastor Dad, that's hard. Well, show God some faith. Well, you may all you have is a little mustard seed of faith. But guess what? That's better than nothing. That's better than nothing. That's better than just sitting in a chair and just wait and wait. You know what? You're going to die. You'll die in that chair. You'll, you'll shrivel up and dry, on, and dry up. And you'll be worthless. And when it's time to pick up the work, you know, the, 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 the stuff that's worthless, it's go, they're going to pick you up and throw it and discard you. Why? Because you didn't do what God told you to do. That is not ALM. Say this way, that's not me. I'm a doer. I'm a doer. James urges people who listen to God's word to demonstrate, to demonstrate a sincere commitment to the Lord by reacting to what they hear with obedient action. In other words, demonstrate. You need to demonstrate. Brother Milton, you got a brand new car. You need to demonstrate out there to the world what it is to be blessed of God. How do you do that? You got to go out there and drive and show, look what God has given me. What are you doing? You are demonstrating that, hey, look at me. I am Milton Leon. And God blessed me with a car. And if God will bless me a car, God will bless you. Why did God bless you with a car, not me? Because I'm a doer. I'm a doer. What are you doing? You are demonstrating out to the world that, hey, doers are blessed. Doers of the word are the, are the opposite Sunday morning Christians. 
who, got, who go to church, sit and listen to a message, and then view it as merely as inter, interesting spiritual discord, uh, discourse. In other words, it's just, ooh, I just got, ooh, it was just, you know, motivation, that's it. In other words, it went through one ear and out the other. I did my part. I went to church. God bless me. God protect me. I went to church. Well, that's just one aspect of God. But are you going to take what you've learned and put it to practice? Or is it going to go, out, go through one ear and out the other? See, Jesus said that only doers of the word are truly blessed. According to 11, Luke 11, verse 28, but even more blessed are all who hear the word of God and put it to practice. In other words, Jesus said those only doers of the word are truly blessed. In other words, if you're a doer of the word, you're going to be blessed. Blessed. Everybody say it. Blessed. blessed. Not cursed. Blessed. 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 Now, to be a doer of this word, you, it's going to take faith, people. It's going to take faith to be a doer. How many people know? How many of you practice faith today? It took faith for you not to say what you wanted to say. Come on. It took faith for you to, to do what you, you did, not to do something. Amen. Come on. It takes faith not to say something when you want to say it. Even though you feel justified to say it, it takes faith not to say it. Because words are powerful. It takes faith not to do certain things. It takes faith not to go in places, certain places. It takes faith. Romans chapter 10 verse 17. So then faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. What a powerful scripture. We all quote it. Everybody knows that by heart. We know it. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Which is so true. But this is where a lot of believers mess up. They believe if they constantly hear God's word, their faith will stay. If all they do is hear the faith, if they hear God's word, it'll stay there. That is self-deception. Faith comes by hearing and stays by doing. Without action, faith comes and goes, never producing anything. See, in other words, when you accept the faith of God... As Jesus said in Mark 11, is to have faith in God. When you accept the faith, now we know Jesus is the author and the finisher of our faith. When we have faith in God, we want that faith to stay. We don't want it to go. We want it to stay. But in order for faith to stay, that means we got to be willing to do something with it. We got to be willing to do something what God gave us. What was that? God gave us Jesus. He's the author and the finisher of our faith. But we got to do something with it. If not, Jesus ain't going to stay with somebody who's dead. Why do I say that? Because James chapter 2 verse 26 says, For as the body without the spirit is dead, so faith without works is dead. Jesus ain't going to hang out with some dead person. You are alive because you keep faith alive. How do you keep faith alive? You do something with it. You don't sit there and let it rot. You don't, let it, you don't sit there and let it get stale. You don't let it, you don't let it, you don't sit there and let it get stagnant. No, you keep it going. You keep 
faith going. And how do you do that? You gotta keep, you gotta stir yourself up. You gotta get out there and do something with it. That's why I say yeah, yeah, I used you as an example. You got a new car? Well, guess what? People need to see it. People need to hear, look what God did for me. God blessed me with a new car. Why? Because I'm a doer of the word. I do what he tells me to do. And if I'm a doer of the word, I'm blessed in my deeds. What are you doing? You're keeping faith working. And where faith is working, you're going to see results. I don't know about you, but that's what God's called the abundant living ministry to do. We're called to see results. And to see results, that means we got to go out there and do it. It ain't going to come to you. You got to go out there and get it. You want a job? Then go out there and get it. Or sit there and starve. I'm sorry. I want a better job. Then get out there and get it. Trust me, right now, there is jobs galore. People don't want to work. People don't want to work. Why? Because, hey, when you get when you enjoy freebies, which nothing's free, people. Oh, wait till next wait till tax season, baby. Wait till tax season. All you people that got all those little nice juicy checks, wait till tax season. Because the government don't give nothing free. So I'm gonna tell you that right now, you're gonna get hit. You're gonna see it in your taxes. Because nothing's free. But people's like, whoa, I'm getting I'm like, I heard this the other day. Oh, I just got my last check. I said, well, go get a job. Out of your own mouth, I just got my last check. Go get a job. You lazy person. Because you don't work, you don't eat. Faith without works is what? Dead. Put your faith to work. You want to see a miracle of God? Let's put our faith to work. We can have what, he say, what we say, we can have what we pray. Anything do we ask of the Father in Jesus' name, it's ours. Why do we do it? What are we doing? We are putting faith to work. We are being a doer. We're going to get out there and do something. We're going to, we're going to stir up the water when the water has been stagnant for, for I don't know how long. This, and then listen to me. You know who's going to hate you the most? Christians. Dead Christians, they're the ones that are going to hate you the most. They're the ones that are going to judge you the most. They're the ones that are going to laugh at you, scorn at you, call you every day, call you a heretic. Oh, trust me. You can call me all you want. I've been called everything. Guess what? I'm blessed. If I'm wrong, then why is God blessing me? Explain that to me. If abundant living ministry is wrong, why are we debt free? Why are we struggling like everybody else? Oh, trust me, they're struggling. They're, str they're still shut down. They still require so many restrictions. Why? Because they're afraid to open up their doors and put faith to work. There's a lot of churches still closed. Why? Because they don't believe the word of God. They have, no, they have zero faith. They don't want to put to practice. They're still enjoying Zoom. Why? Because their overhead is cheap. They don't have to pay any bills. The pastor don't have to worry about dressing up. He can sit there with a nice shirt and wear his underwear and then sit down in his underwear. You see the commercial? I love that commercial. That commercial, it is so real. Where the gentleman walks out and he's got people there and it's like, and he's in his underwear and he's got a nice shirt on. He's like, then he walks out and his wife and the two people there, I thought we were Zooming. 
That is so true. Because they have zero faith. Let me tell you something. God sees that. They're mocking God. They're mocking this word. And when you mock God, you're going to pay. You're going to pay, oh, God, God's a God of grace. Yes, God is a God of grace. But he's only a God of grace to covenant people that walk according to their faith in him. He is not bound to those that, have, that are not right with him. Oh, see they, see, they need to understand grace is a covenant word. But the, but the but the but the but today's um, churches have made it like an everyday word. It's an everybody word. No, it's a grace word, people. Mercy is an everyday word for everybody. But grace is for the church. It's God's grace that we are blessed of the Lord. This house is blessed. See, we go beyond just dreaming. We go beyond just talking a big one. No, 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 no. We're going to put it to practice. We're going to get out there and do it. We're, we're not going to be a bunch of dead Christians. God never called you to be a dead Christian. God never called you to sit back and relax. No, God told you to get out there and agitate the water. He told you to get out there and break up the fallow ground. Because the, if you're looking for, the, for anybody else to do it, they're not going to do it. Why? Because they don't know how. Only doers know how. They know, know, know how to do it. Doers are going to go out there and do it. Say, I'm a doer. Everybody stand to your feet. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Say this with me tonight. I'm a doer of the kingdom. I will continue. Seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness. I will continually Engage the 500 new families from the north, south, east, and west. I will live out the call of God on my life. That's what doers do. You're going to engage. You're going to engage those people. You're going to engage those people. You're going to engage them. When nobody else is, you are. When nobody else is, you're going to do it. Because that's our calling. 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 9 says, We have been called with a holy call. Who has saved us, who's called us with a holy call. Not according to our works, but according to his purpose and grace. It's in your DNA. As a born-again believer, it's, it's already in you to go out there and answer the call. Not to sit in that chair. Oh, it rains. It floods. The wind blows. We have nothing to fear. Because God has your back. Same way Jesus handled the wind, the rain, and the flood, all that. So can you. Peace. Excuse me, I got something to do for the kingdom of God. You need to stop wind. You need to stop rain. You are not going to stop me from the call that's on my life. I'm going to engage because I'm a doer. 
and I'm going to, even though it's raining, even though the wind is blowing, and I am up to my knees in a flood, I am still going to see the blessing of the Lord. I'm still going to see the blessing. Amen. If I got a truck through that way, that, that, that flood, to get to somebody and tell them, salvation has come to your house. Come on, let's get out of this. You're going to see the blessing. How far are we willing to go? How far is ALM willing to go to do what God's called us to do? When you think about how far Jesus went for you, he went to hell. I don't know anything farther than that. Jesus went to hell for you, but he didn't stay there. He was resurrected, and now he sits at the right hand of the Father. That's how far Jesus went for you. How far are we willing to go for him? Yes, you will be tested. Yes, you will see things, hear things. But guess what? Jesus said these things would happen. But you will be blessed. You will be blessed. And he will not be denied. But we got to do what God calls us to do. We got to do it spiritually, we got to do it physically, and we got to do it financially. We cannot hold back from God. Now is not the time to hold back spiritually, physically, financially. Now is not the time. Yes, we know what's happening in the world, but that's not us. We are of the kingdom of God. And God blesses those in his kingdom. God will provide. If I'm willing to sow, you have to be willing to sow. Because we're doers. We know this vision is real. Amen? Amen. Don't you dare say no to God. Because God's never said no to you. I don't care how difficult it may seem. Think of the difficulty that Jesus had to go through before he went to the cross. Think about it. He got rejected by one of the 12. He got rejected. He was denied by one of the 12. He was taken in the midst of the garden at night, betrayed for money, beaten beyond recognition, not just one time, but many times. And every stripe on his that he took represents a known disease that he delivered us from. Think about how far Jesus went before he went to the cross. And in the midst of all that, he was mocked. They they put a crown of thorns on it. Not just rose thorns, no. Some thorns that embedded itself into his head. Think about that. Then they, after they beat him, he stood before Herod and they threw a roller and they mocked him. Before he went to the cross. Then when it came time, he stood before all the people. And Pilate said, Give us Barabbas.
this. And in the midst of them saying, his blood is on us. Then they put this heavy old cross on him. And he's going through the town. He wasn't just there, there, no. He had to walk it. Those in Israel know what I'm talking about. We've been there. That was not an easy walk. It's not easy. Going down that hill and all around. All right, it's not up the hill. It's not easy. With, and this cross was not just, a, you know, any cross. It was heavy. And he was carrying it, beaten, with thorns on his head, beating, uh, beyond recognition, bringing that. And they laughed at him. They mocked him. They beat him. Then they finally got to where he was going. They laid him on the ground and they put nails in his, in his hands and nails in his feet. And they stood him up. The amount of suffering that he went through. And we say no to God when God says, I need you to share the gospel today. I need you to tell, I need you to be a witness for me. I need you to go pray for that person. I need you to not stop what you're doing and listen to me because I have something of that's important to me for you to do. I need you to give what I'm asking you to give. I need you to, to pick up and go where I tell you to go. I need you to quit everything and trust me. What do you mean quit everything? Because there's going to be people in here that God's going to ask you to do things that you ain't used to doing. There's people in here God's going to ask you to give that you've never done before. Either you're going to say either yes or you're going to say no. There's going to be places that God's going to tell you to go and either you're going to say yes or you're going to say no. It doesn't matter if you're, well, oh, 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 what about my family? It doesn't matter about your family. God's your family. What about my children? Guess what? God will save your children. You ain't never going to save your children. If your children ain't saved now, guess what? You ain't going to save them. You can't. I can't save my children. My wife can't save our children. Only God can. That's why we've given them to God. And we got a promise. My mother couldn't save me. She had to give me to God. She still has to give me to God. I can't save my mother. I can't save my wife. I can't. Oh, I have to trust God. And I, there's no way in the world I can say no to God. When I think about all that he has done for us and all that Jesus did, and then when he gets to the cross, he's being made fun of. They're scorning, they're laughing at him, and he says, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they're doing. And he finally gives up the ghost. But it doesn't stop there. For three days, he's in hell. Because he would not say no to God. Because if he would have said no to God, you and I would not be here today. We would all be damned for hell. Every one of us, all every generation, everything would have been over with. But he did not say no. He said yes to the Father. How can we, as born-again believers, say no to God? When you think about how difficult it was for him to go through what he went through, and he did it. And in three days, he was resurrected. And in that time, that 40 days that he was still on the earth, the mighty miracles 
that he did that where the scripture and John says there was so many so many things that he did we don't have enough paper we don't have enough there's not enough we, we can't record it all because there was so much he did and we say no that's why we don't see the blessing but if we turn it around tonight and say you know what I will never say no to you again God if I have to go and pick up that person, I will go and pick up that person. If I have to, I don't care where they live. God, I'm not doing it for them. I'm doing it because I'm obedient to you. Yes, it's a sacrifice, but obedience is better than sacrifice. Everything we do, this is a sacrifice, people, but obedience is better than sacrifice. Because when the famine comes, because it is, you won't starve. You will not be forsaken and you will never beg for bread. Because you're a doer. And God rewards doers. Amen? You all made the statement. You all made it together. We all made it together. Now let's act upon it. Let's go do what God's called us to do. Let's be the church that God has called Abundant Living Ministries to be. This attitude is going to separate us from everybody else. We're not looking for photo ops. I think about what is happening in Miami right now. And I think about all that happened in that, in that little area right there where that building collapsed. And how many people, you had the dolphins bringing food to them. You had the, the panthers. All these people bringing all the, but what's going to happen a month from now, two months from now, three months from now, four months from now? Because that high rise ain't going to be built. They're still digging. They're still trying to figure out what's going on. We're not looking for photo ops. We're looking for soul-changing intervention. But for that to happen, you got to get out there and do something. What about the surrounding? We want to, oh, let's go run to Miami. What about Southwest Ranches? What about Pembroke Pines? What about Cooper City? What about Davie? What about Hollywood? What about, you know, right here in a five-mile radius? What are we doing? What are you doing? What about your neighborhood? Oh, we want to go run down there to my, you know, look, look good on TV and bring them bottles of water. What about your neighborhood? How many of you walk your neighborhoods every day and just pray? What are you doing? You're a doer. You're praying for your neighborhood. That revival is going to come to where you live. What are you, what are you doing to your neighbors? Do you let them say, hey, I'm telling you this right now. I, I don't even tell, ask my Tell my, my neighbors to come to church. I just want them to say, hey, we love you. We're praying for you. We're believing God for you. I still want them to know that, hey, I still care about them. I always say, and I even that's even to the people, the Pakistanis that live across the street from me. I always say hi to them. I always talk to them. They, you can't miss the back of my truck. Jesus saves. They know I'm a Christian. But I have no problem talking to them. I have no problem saying hello to them. I have no problem praying for them and we talk all the time that's a doer 
That's what God's called us to do. Just make an effort. Just demonstrate who you are. I'm not asking you to be all crazy and, and act, you know, you know, like, like a lunatic. No, 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 no. Jesus never did that. The disciples didn't do that. They acted normal. Be normal, but don't be afraid. Be bold, but be normal. Amen? No limitations here. Because we serve a mighty God. We serve a Jehovah Jireh. That, is, that has already supplied everything through us to us through Christ Jesus. We have all the weapons of warfare that we need. And what mighty weapon than the name of Jesus? What a weapon. Jesus. And you just say that name with boldness. Wrapped around with faith. Devils are going to run. They're going to bow down. Sickness. You don't have to lay hands on. Man, just the very presence of who you are is going to, is going to, I mean, that's what we were, that's what I heard the prophecy today. You don't need to go out there and lay, no, no, no. The very presence of who Jesus Christ is, is going to, is just going to show up and they're going to get healed. Because you're a doer. Amen?